Welcome to another episode of Spoilers. Um, Kind of a smaller crew with us today. Uh, You got your host, Stevie Putman, uh, recording from Mishawaka, Indiana. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about an utter letdown in a movie that I guess I saw against my will because Drew forced me to it, uh, which is... That's a a funny way of putting that. (laughs) It's a tear for wellness. Uh, Want to go ahead and introduce ourselves. Pappy, start us off. Hi, this is Pappy recording from Denver, Colorado. Uh, President's Day Eve, and I'd like to correct the record, CTR, and what Stevie just said, that I did not force him to do this, when in fact, he had been hyping the movie Great Wall for months now, talking about how, how excited he was for that. I was excited, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's true. Then right before this weekend, started he's saying, no, I'm definitely seeing Cure for Wellness, so I, like a good podcaster, bought okay. my tickets to the movie. And they said on, I think it was Saturday morning or like late Friday night, he's like, nah, fuck that. You guys are on your own. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And then, I don't know, some some pivoting went on behind the scenes, but here we are today. <laughs> and uh, I, I really appreciate this choice, Stevie. Okay, that was more interesting than the movie we're reviewing itself. That's a better plot. There were so many twists in that. So many twists and turns that we didn't see coming, unlike this godforsaken movie. Mikey, what's up? Uh, yeah, just uh, recording from Elkhart, uh, ready to uh, explain all the delicate intricacies of a cure for wellness. Yeah, you're please so, do. You're so much better with words than I am. So I thank you for that. Uh, all right, I guess we'll get into this is the IMDb review of this thing. Um, <laughs> An ambitious young executive is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from an idyllic but mysterious, in quotes, wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps, but soon suspects that the spa's treatments are not what they seem. Hmm. Mm. That's kind of a Mm. delicate review of a movie that had a thousand different storylines. I guess let's go ahead and start off. What did you guys think? Well, I guess we should start with maybe the expectation level that was set going to this movie for me, and that the initial, the first preview of this I saw was f- when we were in Arrival. I saw this with you, Stevie, actually. Yeah, we were excited. Way back, we like literally each other. Way back in October. Gave, like thumbs up yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was really stylistic and creepy and interesting. Um, it's not necessarily what we got, but also right before this, like, the Metacritic and IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes scores were coming out. This was like what pulling around thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Similar for Metacritic, I think, like six out of five on IMDb, which I actually think is fair. So, um, I think it met or exceeded my then low expectations. But uh, it's it's not good, Mikey. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, uh, I only saw one trailer for this, and that's the only the only uh, previous. Uh, previous uh, like expectations I had for it going in is th- th- this one trailer and it really hooked me in. Uh, but the reviews kind of scared me when you guys were talking about them, so I was gonna hold off and not watch it. But then I got roped into it just again by Stevie, <laughs> another uh, another victim. Okay, just to clarify, here's what happened. Here's the true behind the scenes story. I said on Monday, I, I don't care how bad this movie is, let's go see it. And then on Thursday, I did pivot 
And I said, yeah, I'm not seeing this. Reviews are awful. I'm not going to go see Lego Batman. Thursday night. Thursday night. And then Drew just guilt-tripped the tar out of me, going, I've already bought my ticket. What kind of friend are you? true. Yeah, I don't know if that second part's true. Not, maybe not true, so I felt bad, and I was like, fine, I'll go. All I'm saying is you can see Lego Batman anytime. This is the time to talk about what was an interesting but misguided movie, so we can at least point out where it went wrong. But what did you think, Stevie? Um, it was an, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like the studio kind of settled with Dane DeHaan, or DeHaan, however you say it. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but for a two, this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, I don't think he was the right actor to, I mean, he's literally in every scene, so I don't think he's the right actor to really carry this movie. Jason Isaacs was okay. Mia Goth, who was Shia LaBeouf's girlfriend or wife, is that right, Pap? Current wife, yeah. She looks like she's four, which was interesting. Pap, Pap has no faith in that relationship. Zero faith. (laughs) (laughs) Current wife. Uh, Jason Isaacs was definitely the best actor gore verbinski directed this he also did movies like the ring and uh, the the first pirates the caribbean which are both pretty solid movies rango rango he also did rango yeah johnny Uh, depp this movie could have used some johnny depp maybe this movie would have been better with johnny depp i just it's two and a half hours long it's this movie takes a thousand different twists it's like shutter island meets the shining meets what else uh, eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. It's just <sighs> Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mikey, do you want to explain what this movie is about? I mean, spoiler alert, duh, but guys, just it's fine. Let us tell you what happens. Okay. <laughs> uh, this kid. Okay, this is the first thing. This is the first problem I had with because this kid is working his way up in this company, and he's very young. I mean, he. I don't know if he's supposed to be older than he looks, but he looks very young. Um, he's getting into this wellness center, trying to bring back his CEO, and a lot of crazy stuff happens. And he uncovers this plot of <laughs> the director of this wellness center is somehow extracting what is, I assumed, life from these older residents. Very old and wealthy. Very old and wealthy residents by uh, using leeches and like very pseudo science type uh, ways of doing it. And then, in order to keep them there, he he uh, gives them all vitamins in quotes, uh, which is essentially their life that he extracted from them. And it's like supplements that they all take believing that they're feeling better when actually it's just kind of like uh, a continuous cycle of like nothing's really happening. Um, But there's also another plot where this director of the wellness center is also somehow like 500 years old. Yeah. 500 years old by using the same science to live longer and Shia LaBeouf's wife is apparently his daughter, and he's trying to have sex with her for uh, some reason. It was a real clusterfuck of... There's a lot of different plot lines going into this movie, and they all kind of intertwine at the end, but it was a real... It was a real clusterfuck. Yeah. 
Pat, what do you think of the story? Yeah, I mean, not to mention, we also have this thing where there are uh, water is a main theme throughout the movie. So uh, you get little breadcrumbs throughout, but it turns out the water that they're drinking actually dehydrates them because it's laced with some sort of eel eggs, right? Yeah. That inf- infect your internal side, and then you, these eels get in your bloodstream. And they secrete some kind of oil, which is extracted from you. And this science has been going on since, like, the early, like, 16th century. Uh, You know, the plot was ambitious. And I think that some of the things that they touch on conceptually, like the fact that people just are become resigned to being sort of drained slowly by rich people. It's kind of an interesting, high-concept theme. Um... I think that visually this movie had a lot going for it, even though it does borrow from a lot of, you know, uh, new and older classic horror movies. But I mean, eh, it has a lot of problems. It's it's my biggest gripe with it was the length and the multiple endings. It just should have ended three or four times. I don't know what you thought about the conclusion, but oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> I will agree that uh, it's shot really well. There's a lot of really cool looking scenes, but yeah, there's a lot of just that guy walking around this mental asylum or yeah, this wellness center. You hear his crutches. It's just nails on a chalkboard. I mean, I feel like there was, there was like a 10 minute stretch of, of him just walking around. And another thing that doesn't really pay off either is the, the fact of how he broke his leg was the deer that ran out in front of him and somehow... He's in control of the deer, and in the early scenes, there's some mystical, like, wall shape-shifting crap going on, you know? Maybe it's like psychedelic drugs, but, like, somehow the Baron instructed the deer to wreck into their car, which is still unclear to me. Yeah, that wasn't great. Oh, is that what you're... You're assuming that's what happened? I just assumed it was an accident. A total accident. I, you're, drinking that, the water, the deer, you're drinking the water, Mikey. You're drinking. If the deer was never there, then this movie never happened. Well, and maybe Stevie's onto something, and that they were drinking the water or tripping. But like, the, the specifically said that no one ever leaves before that happens. And I mean, that scene with the deer, along with uh, what's the the Key and Peele mo- or the the uh, the new horror movie from Get Out. Get Out. Get out. And there's also another movie. There's like three movies in a row that has like these jarring car crashes. But this deer scene's been a part of the movie for a long time, and it, it seemed like the deer was being controlled. Like you see it in the basement, right? Yeah. I figured that was a hallucination or something. I don't know, but I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I think the perfect ending. I mean, they just could have ended it right here. Is where they're just. Shoving that tube about seven feet down into him when he's in the iron lung machine. And he's going crazy. And you kind of, like, figure out what the Baron is doing. And I think if they just ended it right there, I would like the movie a lot more. Like, would that have been a good ending for you guys? I think so. I think it would have been like a, like a uh, kind of a, a shock scare type of ending. And I know that that was like the most disturbing scene that I saw in the movie. Uh, I was pretty squeamish. I didn't like that at all. I turned away. Yeah. I couldn't watch it. I, I turned away at that part. I thought that would have been a much stronger ending than what we got, which was uh, 
zombie baron getting his face ripped off. Yeah, that was. Why? What was up with his face when he like got it cracked? It was so hokey. At that point, it's like the eels are him. Like he's become one with the eels. You know what I mean? So. Oh my god. Because he's become this like almost comical, over the top, you know, Freddy Krueger like villain. When before he's like the psychological guy. I'll even take it a step further. I think it could have ended when the asylum catches on fire and they could have just ridden that bike out of there and escaped somehow. And like, because soon after that point, he, the uh, his company comes back in, which is such a stupid, like, I booed. perfect timing. Like, of course the company comes back right when the place is on fire. And he's like, no, I don't yeah, need you anymore. That was so lame. Like, I would say bypass that and just let him leave with Shia LaBeouf's wife and let them have some sort of, like, weird, like, post-everything existence now. Like, living simply or, or something. I don't know. You know, play, play on some kind of theme. But we have four more endings after that. It's a tough watch. Yeah, it, um... <laughs> Then what was up with like his dad committing suicide story arc that looked just like him as well? Like what was the whole point of that? Mike, I think that was expert. yeah. No, I think uh, that was just him having a like a fever dream or something of him seeing himself as his dad. I don't think his dad actually looks like him. See that threw me. I I, I just didn't understand like that whole point. Yeah, I think he was just uh, having some sort of dream or hallucination or something at that point. But uh, I don't, I don't really know why they kept going back to that scene. They brought it up a couple different times of him watching his dad jump off of a bridge when he was a child. This is like some traumatic event that the doctor thought was a uh, was one of the reasons that he needed to stay at the wellness center for forever. Well, there are just so many things like that that don't pay off. Like when he's in the uh, submersion um, sensory deprivation tank. Like why it somehow suddenly fills up with eels and a nurse comes in and shows her breasts and then the scientist is masturbating to them and then like, is any of that real or is it not? That it's just was... like so <laughs> weird. Like it's weird. Like but doesn't really fit. I don't know. No, I, my whole, it's a kind of interesting concept. I think this would have done much better as like a mini series of like six to eight episodes. That way you can really explore. But even with two and a half hours of movie, this movie still felt crammed and not very explained. Um, I don't know. It's just, this movie was absolutely just a tough watch and I did not love it at all. I thought it was pretty decent up until like the final last 45 minutes and it's shot really well, but there's also some really some, there's a lot of scenes that drag on longer than they should. Yeah. Uh, but up until like the last 45, I was, uh, I was entertained. Yeah. Well, yeah was, can we talk about some of the things that we liked? Cause it wasn't all bad. Like I liked the cinematography. I liked the tease of how the water was sort of like, let in and i think that it wasn't necessarily obvious right away what was going on there but like and i even thought that it was kind of creepy with not a lot of jump scares and it 
decently constructed story up into a point. I mean, Stevie, did you have things that you liked about it? Yeah, um, I definitely liked the castle itself, like the compound. I thought that was just a really neat setting. I liked the use of colors, use of tiles. Um, I also kind of liked how there was like a fit routine in the wellness center because you actually kind of felt like you were in a wellness center. It wasn't like this mystical horror place. And um, I'm trying to think what else I liked about it. I like Jason Isaacs. I think he's a good actor. Uh, the guy who played the director in The Baron. Uh, but you don't like Dane DeHaan. No, director. I don't think he fit well with the movie at all. I think you needed someone... I don't know. Dane DeHaan always comes across as an asshole to me no matter what movie he's in. Spider-Man? Yeah, he just... You have a tough time... He's a tough sell for a sympathetic character, always. Uh, even in Chronicle, he was that way. He's, he just has a tough time being a sympathetic character. So, I don't think he fit well with the movie at all. But I did like the concept of this movie. I just thought it dragged. I thought you could you could easily chop 30 minutes off this movie. And I felt like it was long just to be long at times. But I'm with you, though. I definitely liked the way it was shot. It looked pretty in certain moments. Yeah, I'll uh, agree with that. It was definitely pretty. Um, I thought... Uh... What's Shia LaBeouf's wife's name? She does a great job of Hannah portraying a yeah of portraying a very creepy Mia Goth, uh, mentally uh, repressed type of character. She does a really good job of that. It's um, a very distinctive look. She looks weird. She yeah. looks four. Um, I thought the Baron did a good job. I hated how his story kind of ended. Um, I thought. It started off, I thought it started off strong. Yeah. Um, uh, but the ending just wasn't there. And uh, and it's like the first movie that I've seen in a long time that like reminded me of Shutter Island. And I really enjoy Shutter Island. And it just comes up short in the end. Was it in the one a shot where Lockhart light, lights that match by his face and looks exactly like the Shutter Island poster? It's so stupid. Like it's a <laughs> shot that rip off. <laughs> Did you think this movie was a Shutter Island ripoff? Eh, I, I think you were right. That's a combo of a bunch of different tropes. But sorry, yeah. what were you going to say, Mikey, in your final? Good no, I was just saying that it comes up short. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys have anything else to add? Yes or no, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we can get a yes or no. Uh, Pappy, why don't we start off with you? Oh, man, you know, it was a yes for me up until, like Mikey said, the last 45 minutes, which by itself is half of a regular length movie, (laughs) so it's a no. I mean, it was close. It's so close, and there's something something good in there, and there might be, like, a director's cut that comes out that ends up being awesome. Like, keep on the lookout for that. Like, it's it's just not edited well. And in there, I think there is a good story to tell. But at this cut, no, it's not a movie you should see when you have John Wick and Lego Batman in the theaters. Sorry for my part in that. <laughs> yeah. Mikey, how about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's definitely better stuff out there to watch in theaters. Um, if it's ever on Netflix or something like that, or iTunes, you can run it. 
it's not one to go out and see. Um, there it has some good qualities to it, but you're gonna hate the ending, and you're gonna feel like you wasted a lot of time if they don't cut it down or something. I don't know. It's it's a really long movie to end up not enjoying in the end. Yeah, um, it's a no for me as well. If they would have ended right where he was like in the iron lung and you kind of figure out what's going on, I would have been happy with that. But the happy ending they gave, kind of happy ending they gave us, and that stupid face that Dane DeHaan made when he said, I'm feeling much better and rode down the hill was god-awful. Um, I was like physically Big sick. Big old smile. Yeah, I was like physically sick at that part. I was like, come on. And, you know, I hope Corey Verbinski comes out with like a hour and 45 minute version and it might end up being a much better movie but this movie was not great stay at home don't waste your money don't waste a dollar on Redbox. if you're feeling really bored on a sunday maybe watch it but other than that i don't think this movie's very enjoyable so it's a no for me so that's all three no's uh it's very spoiled pappy you want to play us out with some plugs I can do that. Uh, if you'd like to tweet at us, it's spoilers underscore pod. Uh, we now have a hotline. It's 903-SPOIL-07. That's 903-776-4507. But the best thing you can do is search for us on iTunes. It's movie spoilers. Uh, you'll see the cereal bowl. Click the reviews tab and leave us any stars and review. We'll read those on the air, but that's what helps us move up in the search results the most. Also, thank you to Joshua Wayne Hensley of the Rutabaga for writing our theme song, the song you hear right now. Uh, that was spoilers. <laughs>